You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, we are rolling right along here. Today, we're doing the third of the three teams that are tied at 23rd in our rankings. And this one, unlike yesterday's Jaguars, is the Lions, who I'm higher on, you're lower on. But you just finally saw episode one of Hard Knocks. So, you ready to turn it all around, your ranking? No, I don't think it really will really affect my... Yeah. Honestly, like, I really like Campbell. I didn't really get inspired by his speech. It, it felt like the guys were just sort of like sitting around uh, looking at it. I, I do think, first of all, it's interesting they have, like, all, and they played this up also. We've only seen one episode of the show. They have... Uh, like Tonight is single, episode two. That's why we're dropping the lines today. It's hard not every, to say. It's funny. All their, co- all their position coaches are, are like guys who grew up watching. It's yeah, like, they're well, all former players. Glenn, and they actually addressed that in the episode. Daily. Yay. But it didn't sell me on the team. Well, we have we've seen very little golf so far. Although he's he, we've seen him before. Yeah, but the team as a whole, we're getting about hard knocks. The team as a whole. By the way, your audio was terrible, but so are the Lions, so that's okay. So the Lions won a meaningless uh, Week 18 against the resting Packers to end last season, and in the process, moved down from the number one overall pick to the number two pick. And you know, at the time, it just seemed like classic Lions move because you know now they're losing their chance to get. Hometown hero Aiden Hutchinson, who was the presumed number one pick, but then the uh, the Jaguars saved them, and so Hutchinson is indeed here. He's wowing audiences audiences on Hard Knocks with his dancing and singing. Mm-hmm. She was more like a beauty queen in the movie scene. I said, "Don't mind what you do me. I know." People always told me, be careful what you do, 
Now, you famously hate Michael Jackson. So what do you think of that performance? I was very good performance. I like I, I feel like all these teams do the same thing. The rookies come up to give the same speech. It's interesting. Yeah, but you, the crowd, you know, and we, you know, we can play the audio on this podcast, but we can't. For those who haven't seen it, you got to find the video. The crowd is, I mean, the other players are going nuts. They're dancing in the aisles. They're like one guy it's, rips his shirt off and throws it into the air. Another guy catches yeah, it and just starts pumping it. It's like everybody's yeah. pumped. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, but let's talk about Campbell for a second. So uh, the money quotes, one of them is, it doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass. Mm-hmm. And then he Love says, it. we'll tread water as long as it takes to fucking bury you. Yeah, because like, that's usually where you're burying people. It's yeah, safe. when you're treading. I mean, these quotes make no sense. And like, you know, and we're going to talk, we're going to rank coaches on this episode. And like, you know, I think the reason is because Campbell, obviously such a such a star on the opening episode of Hard Knocks. Like, but my opinion of him, which was established at his opening press conference as the Lions head coach last year, has not shifted, which is basically he's a little bit of a clown. He'll never be a successful uh, NFL head coach. By the way, uh, for those who don't remember, uh, can I read you the, the lunatic quote from his press conference last year? Yeah, please. This team is going to be built on. We're going to kick you in the teeth. And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. And we're going to stand up, and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap. And then we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before long, we're going to be the last one standing. That's going to be the mentality. And, like, you know, whatever you think of him as a coach, he's very entertaining TV. He's great for hard knocks. Yeah, he is very good TV. I'll give you. I'll yeah. give and, him that and there sure. is this narrative that his players play hard for him. You know, they finished the season three and three last year after starting 0-10 and one. But like, you know, they might be playing hard, but they're not playing efficiently, obviously. No, I have no doubt they'll play hard for him. Uh, they'll be trying. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's talk about their talent for a second. So, well, I, well, I think, well let's talk about yeah. Hard Knocks for one more second. Have you ever seen a quarterback have a lower profile on Hard Knocks than Jared Goff did? in FFU? Yeah, sometimes in the first episode, they like specifically don't focus on people because they're going to give them like the second or the third episode. They didn't even mention him. They didn't even acknowledge his existence. They didn't mention him. I, I, it, w- it would shock me if episode two or three wasn't mostly about him. So I, I, mean, I don't think it's a big deal. It says something about him and his importance to the franchise. And it isn't great. Right. It's not. But I, I, I think it, I think they have a lot. Well, first of all, I don't think we're going to meet the owners or the general manager, which is very rare that we don't we don't meet anybody above the head coach level. And it wouldn't shock me if we don't meet anybody above. Well, because the Lions ownership, the Fords are so like. Right. Why would they want to admit that they're like the owner of the Lions? The the weird Um, thing to me about Goff is like he was a star in Hard Knocks on the Rams, right? He didn't know. That's what I'm saying. He's done it before. I I know he'll he'll uh, he seems like a nice enough guy. Yeah, he. um, Yeah. Fine. So let's talk about the talent. Jared Goff had the lowest average depth of target among all starting quarterbacks last year. Yep. And I think that's especially embarrassing. You know, there was some chat in the in the page. There was some discussion in the patron chat today about how, okay, Tua never throws the ball downfield, but he's running for his life because OL sucks. The Lions might have the best offensive line in football. And so Goff has a long time to look downfield, and he's still just thinking and dunking. So that's not a great endorsement of his uh, either his ability physically or mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I mean, they didn't think that I think they ended up having maybe a slightly better receiver room than they thought they would with. Uh, St. Brown coming on at the end, but I, I don't think that they... I think he was the any... number two fantasy receiver in all the NFL in the last six weeks of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm still not totally buying it. I mean, he had like... Sure, yeah, it was a little bit garbage time, but I mean, there was there was this shift. Dan Campbell started play calling in the last six weeks, and that's when Goff's numbers looked good. That's when Amon Ross St. Brown went off. Between him and Jamison Williams, although I, I don't know when he's going to play because he has a torn ACL from Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the two of them and TJ Hawkinson, in theory make up, you know, a very intriguing set of targets. 
And when you pair that with the best offensive line in the league, which again, I think the lines are in the conversation for, yeah. mm-hmm. they only have two minor holes on offense, which is, you know, quarterback and play calling. <laughs> right. I think, I think we talk about the two to 53, the two to 11 on this offense is good. If Jamison Williams was healthy, this could be an above average offense from day one. Yeah. Uh, I, they're not a, Chark and, and St. Brown and whoever they throw beyond them. It's not a disaster, but they definitely yeah. need Jamison Williams to be electric. I agree. The offensive line is fantastic. We don't even they know who been... the play caller is, by the way. So Campbell called plays down the stretch last mm-hmm. year, but he, he says that he won't announce between him and the new office coordinator, Ben Johnson, who's mm-hmm. going to be the play caller until week one at Philly, which is like a weird thing to be hiding. Um, I think it's going to be him. Yeah. I mean, Johnson is a 36 year old guy. He's an internal promotion from the Dan Campbell coaching tree. Yeah. Um, his yeah he's a tight ends job. coach like Campbell. Yeah. He, he yeah. He, he was Campbell's like assistant in Miami, I think. And then so, yeah, he has no experience. So probably makes sense for it to be Campbell. I mean, maybe Johnson becomes good, but we just have no way to know yet. Yeah. Uh, it is funny. He had an 11 year career like during our lifetimes. And he was like, so not memorable. Like I sort of when they show the highlights, I sort of remember. But he was like a backup to third string. tight who, end. Campbell or Johnson? Campbell, Campbell. I remember Campbell's that. a player. Johnson, I never heard of. He, but he was like barely ever a starter for a guy who had an eleven-year career. He was really like, uh, you know, sort of a grinder. He was never on. I, I, he was never on a fantasy team. You know. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. So yeah, but look at the roster. So the receivers fine. Hawkinson is at this point at worst the fifth best tight end in the league, right? Maybe better than that. Well, uh, from like a fantasy perspective, I, I don't know how good a blocker he is. He's a good blocker. He oh, can block. I don't know. I, I, I he's a very know. good blocker. Yeah. Um, I'm looking. Yeah. Campbell's uh, career high was 22 receptions, 308 yards and four touchdowns. So, yeah, that's a backup. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he started 16 games th- uh, multiple years in a row on the Giants. He was a, Cowboys, boy, he was a block. He was a block. I mean, he was a blocking. Tight yeah, end, I guess. Ultimately. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I remember him just because, you know, he was always in the NFC, always playing the Vikings, I guess. So, but I don't have any strong memories of him. But um, yeah. yeah, so and, and Swift and Williams is a fine uh, running back duo. Uh, some of the advanced metrics really hated Swift. Um, I think in, in one of them, he was like last in the league in. Um, I'm blanking on what the metric was. Jamal Williams, for some crazy reason, the ex Packers running back. Um, Very emotional. In, in the he, he's like the leader of their team. at almost you don't usually see a running back who's like the sort of uh, emotional, you know, center of the team, but. Uh, he, a veteran backup running back who isn't even necessarily a lock to make the roster. You, would think. I think he may. I mean, I, I don't. They don't have probably. Rookie, but those kinds of guys are not him. traditionally like roster locks. No, he'll make it. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, I agree. And then Hutchinson got a lot of a lot of the press. It is funny that he's you know never left Michigan his whole life. Um, I think he'll be really good. I think Hutchinson will be very good. I would have taken him one over Trayvon Walker. Yeah. Well, so let's uh, talk about the defense. So edge mm-hmm. rushers are good. The rest of the defense. Not good. Uh, no, the corners are could be a disaster. Yeah, well, I, listen, I mentioned this in passing on the Jets podcast vis-a-vis Sauce Gardner, but like mm-hmm. it bears mentioning again, drafting a cornerback in the top five of the NFL draft has never worked out, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Two years ago, Jeff Okuda, who was tied for the highest ever quarterback taken at number three, like his pre-draft prospect was like Sauce Gardner. He was the perfect prospect. Will we he, see Jeff Okuda on hard knocks? Yeah, he I'd was, like like was going to be a star in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. rookie year, according to PFF, he gave up NFL high number of yards in coverage Then yep. he got injured. Then week yep. one last year, he gave up a long touchdown in week one. And then he tore his ACL and was done for the year. So, mm-hmm. you know, I hope for your sake, Sauce Gardner does not follow the Jeff Okuda. Path. I hope so, too. Yeah, uh, he's looked good. Uh, so definitely better than other two first round rookies so far. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, I actually like their safeties, Elliott from the Ravens and Tracy Walker's fine. But their corners are, are could be an absolute disaster. Their linebackers are are street guys. Yeah. Um yeah, no, so the defense is pretty fit. I mean, unless Aiden Ruch- Aiden Hutchinson becomes a Watt and a, or a Bosa, uh, you know, I I think this defense could be a disaster. Yeah. I, I just I think that as long as Campbell's his team's coach and golf is his team's quarterback, mm-hmm. like they just they can't be taken seriously. I, mean, I, I can't take them seriously, but I also think they're gonna lose a lot of like thirty to twenty seven games this year. I do think they might be able to score points, especially if Jameson comes back the second half of the year. I mean, if we're guessing now, you know, maybe it doesn't come back till December, which is still six games, but um I I do think their offense is like they wouldn't trade with I think long term with most teams. The offense as a whole? The no, the two to eleven. Obviously, Goff the rest, would trade with him. Yeah, yeah. I think we said two to eleven. They have it about saying the line, the, the tight end. Like they could re and, and no, I don't think there aren't a lot of guys who are expiring. Like they could have this team together for a long time. Well, but here's the problem though. Like they kind of missed their chance to take a QB at the top of the draft. You know, in this past draft, right? They may not be bad enough. It is an issue. Yeah, like everybody's being in the over on six and a half, which you know maybe they only win seven games, but six or seven wins is probably not getting you a top three, top four pick. It's an issue. Yeah. And they're not an aggressive franchise. They're not going to be like, hey, Lamar, we'll, we'll give you three hundred million dollars. Yeah, I just because he would be perfect. Like, that's never, ever going to happen. You know, he, Here, I, come I, play I on can't the envision a scenario where the Ravens let Lamar Jackson. Finish. I'm just saying, like, uh, hey, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins, come play with us. Like I, anybody who could potentially be available after this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I just like I, I understand why people are high on the lines relative to a total of six and a half. But like, mm-hmm. can we not forget that? First of all, they didn't win a game until week 13 last year. And like this franchise has been like so bad for so long. And so like uh, even if they climb from like terrible to like, you know, just bad, mm-hmm. I just like they don't have the quarterback of the future. They don't have the head coach of the future. I, I just don't see what they're doing. Like, it, you know. And again, it's the Lions. So they've won one playoff game over the last 65 years, which is impossible, but is the true. So like, you yeah. know, I, I guess it doesn't really matter what they do because they don't really matter. But yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about this team. I, I will say that they're the only team in the NFL without a primetime game this year. Mm-hmm. And they did have some very exciting games last year. They had, you know, the Vikings game. They won on the last play of the game, obviously, with a lot of drama, their first win of the year and basically destroyed the Vikings season. They had the the game that they almost won until Justin Tucker hit the longest kick. Like, And as you said, if they have a lot of 30, 27 games, maybe we should get them. They do have the early Thanksgiving game per tradition, but that's their only yeah. national TV game this year. Mm-hmm. So no, I think be, they'll be they exciting. Be I think they're I, maybe I don't know if we're going to have time for it, but maybe we should do what uh, Zach Lowe does for the NBA and do watchability rankings for the 32 teams. OK, that's not a bad idea. And you um, okay. so the line, I think be they'd be higher. higher than... I do think so, because Campbell could be fun. He could do funny stuff. Um, I think, first of all, if James Williams comes back. It's interesting, like defense. You don't usually get excited to see like a random team's defense, but you are excited to see what. um what agent Hutch- Aiden Hutchinson has. And by the way, I love the, uh, the Michigan arrogance. Like he's talking to uh, his teammate uh, who grew up in Nigeria yeah, in, yeah. Uh, in the tub. And the guy went to, to Utah um, state or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, no, he went to Memphis. Um, But, but he like, couldn't imagine that like someone could get offered by Michigan and not go to Michigan. Well, people you know, who grew up in Michigan and like, like yeah. and go to Michigan, like, like Aiden Hutchinson and Jen Chester, yeah. like, you know, one of the shirts that they sell at like the Michigan stores, mm-hmm. in Michigan, um, Harvard, the Michigan of the East. Yeah. 
And like Jen takes that very literally. She literally thinks Michigan is the best school in the country. In, right. She thinks she went to better school academically in every way. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, Michiganders are like so provincial and think that, you know, everything revolves around them. It is so, funny because it's like, like Harvard. They would never have a shirt about Michigan at the store and be like, we don't think about you at all. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Um, um it's it fun. Is, yeah, I, it's, I went to Penn where we name drop Harvard and Yale in our fight song. You know who doesn't name drop Penn in their fight songs? Harvard right. and Yale. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, um anyway. All right, so should we get to our coach rankings? Let's do it. All right, let's jump in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Okay, so given all of Campbell's shenanigans on Hard Knocks, it's obvious why we want to do our coach rankings now on this Lions episode. And much more interesting than the quarterback rankings, which we dropped yesterday, because we have major differences on a bunch of these coaches. Okay, well, let's get in. Now, one thing with the coach rankings, usually there's two rookie quarterbacks, so it doesn't really affect rookie quarterback rankings. This year, there's zero right now. Coaches, a lot of years... In, recently there's eight now we do have a body of work right from the dennis allens the josh mcdaniels even if it's a little while ago todd balls some of these coaches bowls yeah we we did that every time you're we on the jets that was the joke it, it there's there's just nothing to there's really nothing to grade a couple of these coaches on but let's get into it because we didn't have a lot of arguments on on quarterbacks so let's let's see what we have on on coaches yeah um i see you're not in the document i shared with you so you you can't see it but I'm okay, we'll, we'll, we'll start at the bottom where the coach that I have dead last is a returning coach who will almost certainly be fired. And you have him all the way up at 25. So you think he's better than a quarter of the coaches in the league. Wait, can I can I can I say something? Yeah. Uh, so I was looking. There's only, I think, eight coaches in the league that have 50 career wins in the NFL. So it, it's you know, you have a couple of the mainstays up top, but there's not a lot of experience beyond like the seven or eight familiar faces. Yeah, we're moving to a younger man's game. Mm hmm. All right. Yeah. So. So. All right. So we'll start with the guy who you have last five seconds to last, which is Lovey Smith. Uh, you know, we said he has sort of just happy to be here vibes. Um, you know, we have nothing against him, but th there's no reason to think based on anything he's done in the last decade that he yeah. should be. In one, one of one of the major questions I asked myself is how excited would I be for this guy to be my coach this year for the next three years? Yeah, I would be devastated if my team hired Lovey Smith. It to, you know, it's a sign that you're circling the drain still. So. Yeah, but yeah, he's a nice guy. Have. No team would have. He had a for, good. Yeah, it, this well, is a team that's tanking and doesn't want to, you know, pin twelve or thirteen losses on a new coach. So, yeah, that's you know, why he has to be last. Yeah, um, I mean, I I don't agree because I think we know definitively he's bad. The, there's an 
I mean, there's an actively terrible coach who we'll get to in a second. I think who I have last, but we'll get to him. And then I'm um, 31 mm-hmm. for you. 30 for me is uh, Dennis Allen, who, again, we've seen before, seen very bad. This is not a tanking team. So this is not ideal for a team that has playoff aspirations. And listen, we're happy to be proven yeah. wrong, but he has a very bad track record. Granted, it was for the Raiders, but, um, you know, we're, so we're, we're, we're not we're not confident, basically, for this when game. he gets axed. At 0 and 4 in 2014, after winning four games each in 2012 and 2013, I don't think anybody thought he'd be uh, head coach again. He grinds his way, um, you know, basically being Gruden's DC, uh, excuse me, being Payton's DC for a zillion years. He grinds his way back because he had never really, he was an overhire. He was the Broncos defensive coordinator for one year. He had very, very little coaching experience. So it was a horrible hire then. Uh, he's still only 49, but um, is it impossible in the second go around? He knows what he's doing. It is possible. He has a lot of experience now, but uh, you, uh, to me, it's like it's he's essentially. And, and, I mean, and has the Saints mind. defense been anything special in the last six years? Right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me years, that the so. Saints goal was to maintain as much consistency as possible. So they wanted sure. an internal hire. And this guy had, you know, right. Like and whoever their offensive coordinator is, you know, was was well below Peyton and, you know, wasn't calling plays. So. I get it. Yeah, that's Pete Carmichael. Who's uh, well? Yeah, I'm saying like there. You know, there's there's nobody. Yeah, who they're both they promoted from within, and yeah, he's he's more of a yeah has more head coach experience. All right. Um. Now we get to the first of the uh, rookie coaches, and that's Eberflus. And so he's the guy who we're both we both have this guy at 29. So we're unanimously lower mm-hmm. on him than any of the other new hires. Uh, what's your reason? I mean, I think I discussed my reason on the Bears podcast, but you weren't there. Yeah, I mean, he did a totally fine job with uh, as the Colts DC. Um, but I, I just think like, I'd rather a rookie coach, at least like if they have an offensive mind, uh, first of all, I I do think he's ultimately going to struggle just based on the situation also, but I'd rather uh, a rookie coach be an offensive guy. Yeah. And I said, as I said on the bears podcast, like Justin Fields, like you have this young rookie quarterback who had a disastrous first season to not give him a young, smart offensive coach just seems unfair. And so I'm punishing what you will about Doug Peterson, like the guy won a Super Bowl. If Eberflus was hired by, by the Bucks. It's possible that I'd have him close right. to where I have, you know, where mm-hmm. I have bulls. But, yeah. um, you know, g- given the context also, like as a Bears fan, I'm not at all excited for this hire. And I just I don't right. understand it. Well, uh, you're not think, a Bears fan. But yeah. I hear what you're saying. Um, all right. So now we have two guys tied at 28. One of them is Matt Rule, who I have dead last. And you have 25. So what? I mean, you agree that he'll almost certainly be fired at the end of the season. Yes, right? we discussed this. We discussed yeah. this even off podcast. Like uh, when we talked to our Carolina guests, the idea that uh, has that episode aired yet? It has, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, the idea that he has to win nine games to keep his job. Well, like, God bless him. That's not happening. Yeah. So the only thing I'll say about Rule is he's had no quarterback for two years. I mean, like, that, do we that, actually know? That's just not true. Teddy Bridgewater was an above average quarterback in 2021, statistically. And then they got rid of him because Matt Rule decided I, they got rid of him for nothing because Matt Rule gave up a- a- assets for Sam Darnold because he chose Darnold. Like, he has to be responsible with these decisions. Right. Yeah. No, that's a bad decision. And maybe he's a bad GM, but like at least he's won recently. He won at Temple, which nobody else has been able to do. He he was won at Baylor. At but least he's shown that he can win. In the NFL. He came in okay. it very, is very high it is hype. I understand. And he has been an unmitigated disaster in every. Yeah, I, I agree. Respect. But I would still I would still take a chance on him over uh, guys we maybe objectively know or like have a fork in them. Whoever yeah, won I mean, anything he, he in a zillion years or ever. You know, uh, you know okay. f- f- first guy fired, Matt Rule's higher on the list than Lovey Smith or Dennis Allen. No, I, um, I well, yeah. I agree because this is year yeah. three and he hasn't won anything. All right, next up. Yeah, and then we have him tied uh, at 28 with Campbell, who, you know, we already discussed on the Lions pod. But like, 
everything I said about him um, at the time that he was hired is, uh, you know, I, I stick with now. He, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's certainly entertaining on hard knocks and his players play hard for them, but they play stupidly and inefficiently. And, you know, he's a clown. And so, um, yeah, 10 yeah. years as a tight end coach, never a coordinator. He's he's an overhire. He is a clown. Uh, yeah. He's a lovable clown. Possibly, for sure. But yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't and I don't know. I'm not, I mean, that's a little dismissive. We're calling him a clown. Like he knows more football than both of us combined could ever know in a million years. Like, I, I yeah, mean, no, like, I, I, but yeah, yeah, but like he's just he he's like the raw raw stuff. He would be a, he might be a very good college coach. And maybe that's where he's ultimately yeah. destined mm-hmm. to be. You might be know. right. All right. So uh, Sal is next at, at 27 on your list. Now, I have in the right column of this chart. Just um, I I had my we did rankings, of course, before the season last year. And then we also yeah. and then I sort of made my own rankings at the end of the season just to see how I sort of adjusted mm-hmm. my feelings. And I had yeah. Sal all the way up at 17 at the end of the season, which I was really high on him when the Jets hired him. I thought the Lions should have taken him I, you know, over Campbell. He was the local guy in Detroit. Um mm-hmm. And and I guess at 17, I didn't blame him too much for for the Jets season last year. But like, I don't know why I had him so high, because now I have. Uh, Yeah, the only thing I could think is he didn't lose the locker room at all. Like he truly the players seem to really respect and like him. He is a pretty serious personality. I think if he had come into a team that had a winning sort of uh, culture and better players that he probably would have won from the start. Uh, If you're saying, well, then why do you have him down this low? Well, he hasn't proven that he could win at any level. He's a defensive guy. So. Yeah, and I'm more confused why I had him so high um, last year at the end of the year. And I think it might have just been because I wasn't ready. Although I see, yeah, in the preseason last year, I had him 18. So um, I was just basically high on him, and I and I didn't acknowledge the fact that, you know, they had a bad first season. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, now we got three guys tied at 24. Um, and these are guys we all, we basically agree on all of them. One is Josh McDaniels, who, you know, an unmitigated disaster as a head coach in Denver, you know, quit before he could even be a disaster in Indy. Um, and, and, and the Belichick coaching tree has not done, has had zero success as head coaches. Yeah. So that, you know. obviously very high upside, but, but yeah, uh, let's the, see him prove it. Yeah. I, I don't really believe, listen, he's coming into a pretty good situation. You know, new coaches, this is an above average situation for new coaches. This is like a very solid veteran team that should, should get off the ground uh, flying. So we'll see. Yeah. And then but we have talk, talk to us in, you know, game 32 of McDaniels and see. How yeah. He's doing. Uh, yeah. McDaniels has real potential. He has higher upside than probably any of the guys we mentioned so far. But um, yeah, he does not have, you know, much like Dennis Allen, his head coaching track record is very poor. So he's got to prove us wrong. And that's why he's starting, uh, you know, in, in the, you know, listen, 24 isn't terrible. He's better than a quarter of the guys. But um, mm-hmm. then we have Arthur Smith, who sort of like Salah came in as a first year, although, you know, with a roster with similar talent, he outperformed. Yeah. You know, they somehow pulled seven wins out of their tochas. Yeah. Um, seven, seven and ten was a good, a good job by him last year. I have no problem. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like even coach of the year, but that was not a bad job. Yeah. But, uh, you know, two years as an OC really hasn't uh, hasn't done anything at any level to like for us to know definitively that he is. Well, an does the fact coach. that Tannehill fell apart? In you know, after looking like a, a star for the two years that he had, uh, Smith, the fact that he fell apart in the first year post Smith, does that help Smith at all? Maybe, but it also might mean he's an offensive coordinator or a quarterback yeah. guru. Yeah, you know what all I right. mean. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely agree. helps him. But... I have him twenty four, you have him twenty three, so we got no disagreement here. Yeah, and then McCarthy's the opposite. I have him twenty three, of him twenty four. Listen, he's a professional, competent, mediocre quarterback uh, coach. Yeah, um, yeah, and a weaker group of guys. Yeah, he, he, if maybe if we were talking, you know factoring upside less he would be in the 16 18 range but there's just no upside with mike McCarthy. all right now there's two guys that we have massive massive disagreements that by about. the way that being said he's won 60 percent of the games in his career so maybe he's well because in green bay yeah he, he had aaron Rodgers and he wants yeah, yeah i mean you know he might have been a good he's coach never had sam darnold yeah 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 um 
All right. So uh, there's two guys we have massive disagreements with, and one of them is Nathaniel Hackett. So of all the new coaches, I have Hackett, and I have uh, I have Hackett, Kevin O'Connell, Mike McDaniel, all all in a row, all like the new young offensive mm-hmm. minded guys. You have them in dramatically different places. So I have Hackett at 15. You have Hackett down at 28. You have him below below most of the guys we've just mentioned. So why do you yeah, hate Nathaniel? I, I I just need to see I need to see something out of him. So he's he's QB he's the um coordinator for the Jaguars and then the last three years for the for the Packers, which I mean yeah. ultimately the Packers were fine, but were they you know demonstrably better than the last the three years before that? They had at least one bad year in there. By the way, his father was uh, a terrible OC for the uh for the Jets and the, the whole Herm Edwards era. Well, but spoiler alert, you know, we'll get there. You have O'Connell and McDaniel. And by the way, we mentioned, we mentioned this somewhere, but but there's so much nepotism. Like, yeah, of course, his yeah. father was like a longtime OC yeah. for, you know, and, and the USC coach. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, let's not spoil yet. Uh, wh- who's next? Well, OK, well, we're talking about him. We're talking about Hackett. Oh, I thought well, I just talked. I just mentioned Hackett. No, that was well, my I, what, what I'm saying is, why do you have? Um, 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 O'Connell and Mike McDaniel so absurdly high. What makes them any different from Hackett? And I'll tell you why I have them in a row, but why I have Hackett first. Because I look at it from which was the most desirable job. Because these guys, let's say they all had a pick of the job. And pretty much mm-hmm. the consensus among the available jobs this offseason was that Denver was the most attractive job. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Minnesota, Miami, you know, you can make it, maybe you make an argument reverse, but that was basically the order of the desirability of those jobs. And so that's the order that I rank these coaches, because I assume that the best guy went to Denver because they had the best options because they had, you know, the best defense and they had the best quarterback coming in and they, have, you know, we both have the Denver in our top five of our rankings. So we're both very, very high in the Broncos this year. So I just mm-hmm. don't, again, why do you have Hackett in your bottom five coaches? How, I can just... you, how can you have this team in the top five? If you think they have a bottom five coach. And don't say he has to prove it because you have McConnell and Mc, O'Connell McDaniel absurdly high and they haven't proven anything either. Yeah, I just think to me for for O'Connell, if if uh, McVay gives you multiple years as your as his OC, I think it's like a stamp of approval that he probably knows what he's doing. Um, I like the fact that he was actually a quarterback. Um, You know, there aren't a ton of coaches. Frank Reich was a quarterback. So, so, so you think Denver screwed up by choosing Hackett over O'Connell? I would. I, yeah, I would definitely have hired O'Connell over Hackett. And McDaniel, I don't know. There's just something. There's something about him. It's 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 well, intangibles for McDaniel. He's vibes. He's yeah. all vibes. Yeah. Um. I just. Um, I, I, I get. It. I just. I don't. By the way, how- an example of he he was like a you know had a somewhat senior person for a while for the Niners, but a one year coordinator. I've you know said on this podcast for for practically a decade. I'm not a fan of hiring a guy off one year as coordinator. Yeah. But you are projecting the Broncos, even though win. even though they had an incredibly unique offense, turned their receiver into like a superstar running back. Like they did a lot of interesting things, widely over overperformed last year. So you're, you, you know. are projecting the Broncos to win a dozen games this year, at least based on where you've ranked them in your power rankings. Mm-hmm. So why, if you think they have a bottom five coach, how are they going to win a dozen games? And I where don't. Do- where do we have him ranked I, at the end? Of the I'm season? just saying right now I would hire him below the other guys. But I mean, well, okay, I don't but, think okay, it but, matters. But, but you don't have them in three consecutive spots like I do. You have them. You have them 18 spots lower than those other guys. Yeah, because basically it's there's a mid there's a mid level, and I'd rather have those two guys over the mid level, and and I'd rather have Hackett less. But also this is also I mean who cares what the Ricky coach is like? We'll know okay, more in six but weeks. Because, Akiva, all I'm asking for is consistency from you. You have the Broncos number five in your power rankings. You have their coach number 28. There, I've, those I've been given guys? reasons why O'Connell and maybe McDaniel's a silly ring, but why Stop O'Connell, talking about McDaniel. O'Connell McDaniels forget about them. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Hackett. 
Why? I've not been. I'm saying I've not been given a reason to think that he is necessarily. Then why do you have the Broncos number five in your power rankings? Uh, the women in spite of their coach. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. Um, and by the way, you have him. You have him better than five. Spoiler alert: you have him higher than. You are absurdly high in the Broncos. So okay. anyway, what I'm saying is you're being internally inconsistent. That's all I'm saying. All right, fine. Next up, all another right, so rookie coach. Okay. Um. So the the next rookie coach, and we're very opposites on this guy is uh, Brian Dable. Dable is, to me, where Hackett is. Um, I have him at 26. He's proven nothing. I don't see him as as like a young offensive genius like these other guys. Um, you know, I, maybe I'm partly painting him with a bad brush because of the whole Brian Flores thing. But, you know, also the Giants is a franchise. Like, you look at who these teams have co- have hired as coaches. The Giants have not hired a good coach basically since Coughlin. They've just been disaster, disaster, disaster. They have no reason for me to give them the benefit of the doubt. So I assume this is another disaster. And I'd much rather have Hackett or McDaniel or O'Connell or any of those guys. And But you love Dable. You have Dable as an above-average coach. You have him ahead of guys who have been proven successful winners in the NFL. Yeah, I've always liked Dable. I think uh, he has a great resume. He's been the offensive coordinator at a, at a million different places. Um, he was there for the entire Josh Allen era where Josh Allen improved and, you know, who knows who's to, um, get the credit for that, but he is the offensive mind in the room there. So, uh, I think he has a a very high upside, but I agree. It is very possible. Like the last zillion giants coaches, he could suck. Yeah. I mean, where he, where like he was a great offensive coordinator for the Browns in 2009 for the Dolphins in 2011. Like he I was think fired well, after I think, one year at yeah. every one of these jobs. I well, a lot of times the coach was fired and he just happened to go. Like it okay. wasn't well, but he you know if he, if he was so great. Sperano gets fired, so he's out. Uh, yeah, Genie gets fired. So where he's has out. he you know been what a mean? successful offensive coordinator before the last two years? In well, the previous in the previous two two years, the Bills sucked. So, and does he get all the credit for Josh Allen? I don't know. We'll argue about this on the Bills. I mean, he was but. he also won a, a natty in college football. Yeah, listen, we, we don't know obviously with these rookie coaches. Um, so you know, um, but I have I, Dable, I think honestly, Saban to me is like on the level of of McVay, where like he has him his off his offensive coordinator, and they won the championship. To me, that's not uh that's a big deal. I mean, does Saban have a successful uh, coaching tree in the NFL? No. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, Dable's in in the area where I have the other rookie coaches who I have no reason to give the benefit of the doubt to. He's so also Canadian. Prove me something. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. All right. Uh. Then at twenty, we have uh, two guys whose seasons ended in uh, ignominious fashion last year. I'd say mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Staley off his rookie year and Cliff Kingsbury, and this is a make or break year for him. Yeah, and I think we're the same on both these guys, basically. Yeah, I mean, I like Staley's aggressiveness. I just, you know, there was a little bit of inconsistency there. Um, you know, a, a defensive coach, and, you know, we sort of prefer younger guys to be offensive coaches. But um, reasonably, you know, I, I have him at 18, so I'm a little bit higher. You have him at 21. And Kingsbury, listen, just the, the second half of the season collapses two years in a row. And 20 is not terrible, right? It, it, you know. And he's ultimately never really won anywhere, remember, because he was hired yeah, at Texas Tech. He, he never won a free yeah. game. His best year was his first year. Yeah. Um, And now, yes, he had his, you know, uh, he made the playoffs for the first time last year, but kind of has a talent you know he's 24 and 24 with a pretty talented team so yeah all right at number 19 we have ron rivera he's you know he's like the the adult in the room in washington where there's a lot of chaos yep and he's sort of stable but like you have him at 16 i have him at 22 like yeah he's got a career winning record he definitely he's not incompetent at all you know he knows what he's doing he's not <sighs> ancient yet yeah yeah i mean he he seems very much like a placeholder in washington i mean he's better than lovey smith but like you know i, I 16 and impl- like you know i don't know Washington had high expectations and sort of collapsed the last couple of seasons. I agree. I mean, obviously, there's a make or break year. If they win seven games for the third straight year, he probably yeah. doesn't get a fourth year. Um, uh, it's it's a winnable division, you know. 
where at least a playoffable division, like you know, the mm, Giants aren't I'm great. Not sure about that. It's not a loaded division. I mean, there's better. Cowboys divisions. and Eagles are both you know good teams. Okay, They're well, not great he's, teams. He's gonna he's but... gonna have to. Have, I, I mean, eight and nine. Does he does he get a fourth year? I just, I mean, this team might have a new owner. Like, there's a lot yeah, of influx it's there, true. so it's, it's hard true. to predict. All right, so at number 18 is where we have Bulls. You know, my the reason I have him here is, you know, Tom Brady wanted this guy. Um, th- there was, like, no sort of uh, tears lost at, at Arians retiring, basically. Right. And they, they didn't even... To the they, point where it's sort of bizarre. And- yeah, and they didn't bother looking anywhere else. So, like, I think, like, you got to give Bulls a little bit of credit there. And also, like, in hindsight, he wasn't bad for the Jets, given the Jets. Right. Yeah, he he. They went ten and six, which is their only like competent year in the last eleven years. Uh, but then he had three straight years of losing. Never really lost the media. He's 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 pretty soft spoken. Uh, you're not gonna rattle him at all. Uh, everyone seems to personally really like him. Obviously, he's gonna need an offensive coordinator. He's been a defensive guy his entire career. Um, I don't know. I it's it's an interesting hire. I do think he has high upside. Like I. I he he was not a disaster with the Jets. He didn't have a quarterback, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, it, it was definitely a surprising hire to me, obviously, with the whole Arians thing. But uh, I don't know. I, listen, the, the 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 it's a high floor, low uh, and and bad low ceiling. I don't know. I mean, Barry Arians also really pissed off Brady and a lot of people with the whole Antonio Brown thing. Right. And so uh, I think he lost mm-hmm. a lot of the locker room. And I assume that Bowles has not lost it. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. Uh, now we got a three-way tie at fifteen, and we got some dramatic differences here. So we'll—I we'll, mean, all three of these guys we disagree with, and let's let's build up the the drama. So Kevin okay. Stefanski, I've at fourteen, you have at twenty. He came mm-hmm. in very hyped, and yep. you know, and I, I actually asked talked about him a little. Yeah. yeah. Well, what is like you know? So I don't really disagree. Fourteen and twenty—not a huge difference there. It's sort I don't of like think it's a big difference. Basically, he you we'll know, know way more after this year. I think also this is yeah. a tiebreaker year. Yeah, he, you know, he got a lot of credit for being an office coordinator under Zimmer, I guess. And he, and then the first year they win 10 games and everybody's super hyped and, and May, Mayfield completely fell apart. And, you know, so, yeah, we'll know a lot after this year and he might not have his job after this year. So, um, all right. Next is Pete Carroll, who you have at 13. I have down at 21. Again, mm-hmm. a make or break year because, like, was it Carroll or Wilson the last, you know? I do, yeah, I wonder. If, yeah, obviously, we're going to learn that a little bit. But I also think, are we overreacting to one bad year? Because the last year they went seven and ten. You're entitled to a bad year. He won 12, 11, and 10 games the year the, uh, before that. So, yeah, but I think a lot of that was in spite of not because of. Like, I just, you know, I, I, I've, you know, I just think that he's, he's sort of past his prime. It mm-hmm. almost might be. He's McCarthy-esque. never, as he's never won less than seven games other than the, the 94 Jets season. Um, like he's a pretty, he's a very high floor coach. Uh, mm-hmm. would right, I want we'll to, would I want to rebuild? They're going to win less than seven this year, right? 2022. Sure. Yeah. Would I want to rebuild with him? No, but what yeah. are you going to do? Yeah. So I think 13 is a little bit of a career achievement. All right. And now we got to get to Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, I've at eight, you have a 26 massive difference. So you go first. Why is Doug Peterson crap? Well, I just wouldn't be excited if he was my team's coach. Yeah. I think, I think at this point, he, I, I, I would not be excited. And why, why? Yeah. You have to explain that being why, said, I think he's a massive not be excited about my... hiring a coach who won a, won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Because I think ultimately we're going to look back and think that was sort of a fluky Super Bowl, and the rest of the time he kind of sucked. Well, they made the playoffs the year before, the year after, with Nick Foles again. Hmm. I mean, he also had two losing seasons in there. Yeah. Uh, again, like Carson Wentz fell through, and, and his playoffs just... were nine and seven. He went nine. He had one amazing year. They went nine and seven twice, seven and nine, four and eleven. Pretty typical coach stuff. I think there's just no upside. Yeah, I, the upside is winning a Super Bowl. And you know how I not know really. He's, he's, I, that's he's, like... he's literally done that. He's already yeah, won a Super Bowl. They're not. If, he's if not. If I had do a that Trevor again. Lawrence, if I had a young, supposed to be elite quarterback, mm-hmm. there's very few guys I'd rather than Doug. Peterson. Well, I don't have, Doug have Peterson. that. I have Doug. Pe- I have Doug. Peterson can I? Can I just say I'm super excited for this hire, and I think mm-hmm. that 
that Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson are going to win multiple playoff games together in Jacksonville. Okay. Snip that, people. Um, yeah, I, uh, we're recording this after the Jets' first uh, preseason game, which could not have gone worse. Yeah. I mean, I was right. They're two to 53. is great. Everyone looks great. Zach Wilson is the worst quarterback in the NFL. He's so well, freaking he, bad. He's injured. So you don't have to worry about him anymore. <laughs> I mean, he threw such a bad interception. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's a mess. I almost like what does this have to do with? I mean, I never wish anybody's injured, but I almost like <laughs> what if he was out and they could just trade for Jimmy G? Oh, uh, okay. And Flacco, what do you need Jimmy G for? You got Flacco. He's he's a elite quarterback. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I think Peterson. I, I'm shocked at this 26. I I, I don't get it. Like. You know, I would have rather had him than who the Vikings hired, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, and the Vikings obviously, you know, sort of teased around with Jim Harbaugh and who was the bigger name. And so it was more exciting for that reason. But like, ultimately, I think you want the younger guy. But like Peterson has a proven record. Um, I was shocked when he was fired in Philly. Like at, at the time that whole drama happened, I said, like, the only reason he's doing this is because he knows there's no chance to be fired because you mm-hmm. would never do this if you if you didn't have complete job security. Turned out I was wrong. They got rid of him and Wentz, which I never really understood. Um, mm-hmm. He brought a Super Bowl ring to Philadelphia, which they had never had. Um, I didn't understand the firing. And um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very high on this. And I think that Trevor Lawrence is very happy with this hire. And so, you know, Doug Peterson as a first year coach in Jacksonville, number eight, in my power rankings, you have a 26. So okay. massive, massive disagreement mm-hmm. there. All right. Uh, next up is Nick Sirianni. I don't know if Sirianni, the guy who Peterson replaced, all he did was take over a team that had zero expectations last year with a quarterback, a non first round pick quarterback who had also very low expectations. And he somehow dragged him into the playoffs. Nine and eight. I mean, fine. But he, and they he didn't should, beat a single a, good team. I get it. Yeah, but like he's, he's in the middle, and he should be in the middle. Yeah, I mean, I have him at twelve. You have him at seventeen. Uh, like, I just I don't understand how you can have him he below a Kevin O'Connell or a Mike McDaniel, where like he actually proved a year one. He outperformed year one. Let's see O'Connell and McDaniel. So did Todd Bowles. Like lots lots of people have decent first years. And you I'm know. sure that after his first year, you had Bowles higher than seventeen. Yeah, probably yeah, when they went ten, we ten games with uh, uh not Fitzpatrick with um with um um. Josh, yeah. um, no, the, the 10 games was, was with Fitzpatrick, not oh, McCown. It, oh, it was okay. I get mixed up. Fitzpatrick McCown are all, all the same guy for me. All right. Um, yeah, so I have Sirianni at 12. Um, I think he's a good coach. Uh, now at 13 and 12 is where we have McDaniel and O'Connell. I have them at 17 and 16, which means young offensive minds, you know, willing to give him a, a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, but prove something to me. You have him at 10 and 11. This is just craziness to me. You have right, them, we, a, we, we you have them this ahead of the guy who went to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think it was because of Zach Taylor. All right. But we discussed them already. I, I just, I, I mean, I, I hope the Vikings have a top 10 quarter a coach. I hope you're right. But I just, it, it, I mean, if I, if anybody said te- Kevin O'Connell was a top 10 coach, I'd call them the biggest Homer Vikings fan. And you're not. You don't care about the Vikings at all. But yeah, I, I think I love the nuts. Vikings, Jerry. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, Zach, Zach yeah, Taylor. So, so, Mike, Mike, so Mike McDaniel, all vibes, as I said, you know, like, you know, if, if he wasn't like a cool guy who liked to smoke weed and wear funky glasses and listen to cool music, would we even care about him? Um, oh, probably not. He He's under the coaching tree of Shanahan, who, you know, hey, how about Shanahan? How about you get a winning record for your career before we start, you know, elevating guys? Just oh, we're already on that. And um, O'Connell, you know, has never called plays in his life. Okay, McVeigh hired him, but McVeigh didn't even trust him to call plays. So, I, I, well, not trust him. I think McVeigh's like pretty good at that. Yeah, he could be the second best play caller in the league. Like, yeah. Just All right. Okay. Is that second. So, who's the best? Reed. Oh, you're saying O'Connell yeah, behind yeah, yeah. McVeigh? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, he, nobody's uh, calling. Calls. I certainly hope you're right. All right. Uh, Zach Taylor is mm-hmm. next at eleven, which is where I have him. You have him down at fourteen. Um, you're giving him no credit. You, 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 you I mean, think, he has a great quarterback. He has a, but, a but sensational... you think the Bengals would have been smart to fire him and hire Mike McDaniel? 
basically after the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I guess, you know, the argument against them is they, they played 21 games last year and at no point could he figure out the offensive line. But other than that, um, obviously did do a good job. I'm not hating on him. I yeah, have him I mean, in the top uh, half of the Joe, league. Joe Burrow in his second season was the best quarterback in the NFL for half the season. So yeah. Taylor's got to get some credit for that. Uh, that's fine. Anyway, I I'm not I'm not anti Taylor, but I don't I also don't want to be too reactive to we had him at like 32 last year. So, well, I mean, I picked him to be coach of the year before he probably mm-hmm. had a terrible season. Oh, by the way, you had him at 31 last year. How I had him at 20. Are we into this episode? So um, next that we reach the top 10 with Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel to me is a slightly younger, slightly richer man's version or just a, like a generation newer version of Ron Rivera. He's had success in Tennessee. Somehow they were the one seed last year, hilariously, which which is sort of hard to believe. But I've never been that impressed with him. To me, he was more of like a culture guy than anything else, uh, mm-hmm. almost like a, a rich man's Dan Campbell, maybe. And I don't know. I, and I'm fine. He's 13 for me. He He's an above average coach. He's 41 and 24. That's really good. It's yeah. not like he has a, a superstar roster. Yeah, I I'm mean, at 13. You have at nine. So we don't have a mass disagreement. I, you know, I just I think that there's guys ahead of him I prefer. And and the next one at number nine is Matt LaFleur. Like what's Matt LaFleur's career record? If you're bragging about variables. Because Matt LaFleur arrived to take over an Aaron Rodgers who was entering his late 30s mm-hmm. and had had three seasons in a row or five seasons in a row, actually, where he had gotten slightly worse each year. Mm-hmm. He was no longer statistically by any measure an elite quarterback. And he won consecutive MVPs. And they all of a sudden were like the ones year after year. And like, you know, OK, they haven't made the Super Bowl. But I just how is Matt LaFleur not an elite coach to you? No, I mean, I think he is borderline elite. Um, I do think we give Rodgers. I'm going to borderline give elite. Okay, again, you think. That, that the Green Bay Packers should have fired LaFleur and hired Kevin O'Connell. You think the Vikings have the best coach in their division? This is madness. I mean, I'm giving it all. I'm giving it the credit to Rodgers. Like, at the end, McCarthy stopped knowing what he was doing, uh, and and Rodgers hated him. But, I, I like, at the end of the day, well, let's see what he does this the year. The fact that Rodgers immediately became an MVP group. as soon as LaFleur arrived. Mm-hmm. So that's all or, or McCarthy credit left. to McCarthy and zero credit, positive credit to, uh, to I'm LaFleur. I'm giving him zero positive. I didn't put him 32nd. All right. You have him below Zach, uh, below Kevin O'Connell. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't understand your rankings at all. And then Kyle Shanahan, we have an eight. Again, can you have a winning career record before Akiva has him number six? Guy almost made the Super Bowl with like a garbage team last year. Well, I mean, he, I don't I mean, I don't know if they're a garbage team. He did make a Super Bowl Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what happens with Trey Lance, obviously. But listen, I've met nine, so we don't have a massive disagreement here. But like six is like reserved for guys who have. Again, winning records as NFL head coach. I would up. rather him as my head coach than anyone bef- so far we've discussed. Well, I understand that. Brable, LaFleur, Taylor, six. O'Connell, um, even the great Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, I, I would rather have LaFleur because LaFleur's actually proven it. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Shanahan, again, still has a losing record. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. Uh, then uh, tied for five, we have three guys. Um, all have pretty good resumes. Tomlin, I have a 10. You have a three. Yeah. You know, is this a career achievement award? He's never been under 500, and that's really impressive. And he obviously has. It's not a career achievement award. He's taken a garbage team 12 and 4 in the 9 7 1 the last two years. Garbage team. They have elite. They have like a top three defense. They have they have like one superstar in defense. The rest one of the superstar. Defense. Minka Fitzpatrick is possibly the best safety in the league. TJ Watt's possibly the best defensive player in the well, league. I'm like, talking about what? Yeah, I mean, they have defensive stars all over their lineup just because they can't win a pickleball. They. Um, they they had no quarterback and he was still winning. He literally cannot lose. It's insane to put him tenth. Yeah, let I him just, lose once. I think the problem is that his in game decision making is so poor, and we've seen that for years and years and years. And I guess listen, it doesn't matter because he wins and wins and wins. Monday to Saturday, he that maybe that's what nerds that's what nerds like us care about. But at the end of the day, like getting listen, I have him in the top ten. Point. I just think number three over some of these you know quote unquote elite play callers is a, a little bit high. But I mean, how do we know that he's better than Sean McDermott, who's next? 
Well, they're tied. But yeah, but, I, what, but I, you I had him higher. Much because higher. all McDermott has done is win and win and win in a place well, that there's, there's well, imagine no, doing that. But for five times, you know, now multiply by five. Yeah. But also like, you know, Tomlin's in a culture like Pittsburgh has ownership as good as the like to, Pittsburgh has never lost for 50 years now. Right. Mm-hmm. OK. And I'm, I'm, I'm not taking credit away from Tomlin. I just like I think Monday to Saturday, Monday to Saturday, Tomlin might be the best coach in the NFL. I don't know. But I just his and I, I have him top ten. I'm not hating on Tomlin. I just think his in game management leaves a lot to be desired. And mm-hmm. McDermott, I've just been really impressed with everything Buffalo's done. Okay. And and we don't just on McDermott. I have him six, you have him seven. It's just relative to Tomlin. And then Frank Reich, you know, I, I've always loved Frank Reich. Um, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't blame him at all for the Colts uh, missing the playoffs last year. I blame that on Wentz. Although obviously you lose to, to Jacksonville in a, in a in a when you're twelve point favorites, whatever they were. I guess the coach has to bear some responsibility, but I think that he's had to make do with really mediocre quarterbacking, and um, you know, and uh, he's in that situation again this year probably. And the Colts are just every year they compete, and I, I really like Frank Reich. Yeah, I like Reich too, but may, we might be overrating him. He's got seven, nine, ten, eleven wins in his four years. Yeah, well, look at the quarterbacks, as you say. Yep, I, I, he's definitely overperformed. Yeah, uh, is he better than Mike Tomlin? I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I'll, you know, may, maybe it's just when guys get a little stale, and we'll we'll talk about that at number one because I think you have the wrong number one. But um, all right, number number four is Andy Reid. Uh, what is there to say about Andy Reid at this point? You know, it, uh, yeah. I moved. Look, so I, I had him a two last year, so slight. You know, he's losing a little bit of his fastball as he ages, and you know, this is a highly stressful job. And as you get older, yeah. I just this you know, could be just about it. It wouldn't shock me if this is the last year, but we'll see. I mean, you know, listen, they got a lot of challenges here. He doesn't have Tyreek Hill, and you know, he has a really tough division. So we'll see. He uh, on one of the podcasts, not the Chiefs podcast, of course. You you were a troll and said you thought the Chiefs aren't going to make the playoffs. So you know, yeah, I don't think they're making the playoffs. <laughs> really. I, I think they. I think they have a very good chance of missing the playoffs. I, All I, right. I uh, do I need to tell you where you have him in your rankings? I think they're a very good team. I just think like it w- only one thing has to go wrong for in that division for you to miss the playoffs. Okay. Well, I just your, your rankings and what you say are so inconsistent with each other. But anyway, there's no internal. I grow as a person over the month of August. You okay. sort okay, of fine. All right, number three is John Harbaugh. Uh, you know, I guess we're not blaming him at all for last season. They just had a, a ridiculous number of injuries, and now we could say like he has not been able to tailor his. The, I mean, obviously they've done a lot of great things with Lamar, but like tailor the offense like a have people want to come play there uh, defensively they certainly do have people want to wait what do you mean people w- w- i mean he's got to they've got to figure out how to get him better receivers they just yeah, cannot but win. that's they on the front office the, the front office is to blame for that he sort of needs to build a culture and an offense where people want to go Lamar jackson won an mvp and arguably had the greatest season in history in his last healthy season and through 36 touchdown good, passes. he needs a good he needs a better pr agent harp on that he, they got to figure out how to get some, some does he you have him four i have him three so I don't know if his PR agent's really strong. I mean, with the players, we're nerds. I mean, with the yeah, players. I don't know. I got no issue with Harbaugh. All right. Then McVay versus Belichick. Let's talk okay. about it. All right. So I have Belichick at two, and I think largely that's a career achievement award because Belichick does everything there, and he, which means he gets credit for everything and he gets blamed for everything. And I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They are spending over $20 million more than the next team in the NFL on receivers, and their receiver room sucks. He just hired not a failed, to, Not that it sucks. Who cares just, that it sucks? They just hired don't a use failed, it. They, don't, they only run the ball. Yeah, he hired a defensive coordinator as his offensive coordinator. The, the mm-hmm. stories coming out of Patriots camp are just abysmal. And I I was the one who firmly said, Belichick versus Brady, I'm giving the credit to Belichick, not Brady. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying I'm wrong. I just think, you know, listen, Belichick's almost 70. And, you know, maybe I was wrong or maybe he's just lost his fastball. But I don't know how you can have him number one anymore unless you're just saying it's career achievement work. And I have him too, so there's not a huge difference. But mm-hmm. I don't need, if I could pick any coach, I wouldn't pick Belichick second right now. This is, you know, so maybe my two is too high. It's a career achievement award. Yeah, I mean, he's had uh, 20. 
20 uh, winning seasons out of 21. Yeah, but but He's okay. if you were the co- if you were the owner of any other team in the NFL mm-hmm. and Bill Belichick called you and said, I'm willing to come coach you, you would fire your coach immediately, is what you're saying when you have a number one. Hmm. No, it's a good question. All right. For one year, because obviously, the, like, long-term. If you were the Rams owner. If you were the Rams owner. No, it's one year. You're in the bathroom shaving no, your No, we're mustache. talking one year. We're yeah. one year. Waxing my mustache. We're, yeah. It's one year, because obviously... Waxing. Like if we're if we're going by age, you have to put Carroll much lower. You have to put Belichick lower. Yeah, Reed lower. I mean, McVeigh for one like, year, one year, same team. I don't know what more McVeigh needs to do to prove it. Yeah, no, he did take Jared Goff to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and then he won a Super Bowl with Matt Stafford. You know, he he might end up weaseling Matt Stafford into the Hall of Fame, which will be you know. Absurd. But Belichick turned Mac Jones, who might have been a clown, into uh, you know, <sighs> well, why is, a, a why ten is win he a team. clown? I, I don't understand why he's a clown. No, he's he not can't really throw the ball. Yeah, he's not looking great right now. Um, yeah, I just McVeigh to me the reigning Super Bowl uh, champion coach. Very hard for him not to be. Number I have one. no problem. Alyssa, I've been a bigger McVeigh guy than you. You have correct. In the preseason last year, I had McVeigh all the way down at eight, and you had. Why are people even two. listening to you? I should. This should be a solo episode. You had McVeigh at eight. Well, I mean, I mean, eight, eight, all the guys ahead of him are also very successful coaches. You didn't predict Sean Payton would retire. <laughs> you didn't predict Arians would retire. What are you doing here? Yeah, did I not? I you had Zimmer at nine. Probably call me an idiot for having Zimmer at fourteen. You had Carol seven. I had Carol yeah. twelve. Well, I, I mean, saw. Listen, was I, I right said, on every single coach? Zimmer, Zimmer was a vibes guy. Was I right on every coach? I and think I was the, right on the every vibes. Ran one. out. I don't think. I don't think you had a hit. What do you mean a hit? You were higher on here. Let, let's go. Okay. Oh, we're saying who were you higher on Lauren last year? How about this? All right. Okay. 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 These, these are the guys. These are the guys. No, let me big... say. Let me say. Let me say. Okay. So the highlighted guys. Those are the guys we had big disagreements on last year. No. No, McVeigh is a big disagreement. It's six no, it's off. Not. Yeah. Th- 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 two to eight is huge. No, it's two not. to eight is five tiers, Alex. No, it's not. Oh, he... Ladies, if you if you want to know what gaslighting sounds like, this is this is it. Two to eight. I say he's the second best coach in the league. That means he's super elite. You say eight. That means he's a very good coach. So I'm right on McVeigh. Fine. Fine. Tomlin, I have four. You have 12. Takes a garbage team to playoffs. That's two nothing. Well, Kiwi. Again, they had the best. They had our, the, possibly the best defense in the league last okay. year, and I'm they only won nine games. I'm doing all five. Hold on, five hold, on, hold, on hold on, hold on, No, stop, stop, yeah. stop. By your definition, a team that went nine he and seven. He made them. Oh, no, just, bad players, good record. Just stop bad for players, good record. By your definition, a team went yeah. nine and seven, and that means they have the fourth best coach in the league versus me saying twelve. They're, because a nine they're and seven quor- record. Their quarterback the retired in week one and happened to play the rest of the season. But um, I just don't know what standard are you using. The team had the 16th best record right. in the league. Two, I said 12. Two, you said four. That's not two a nothing, win for you. Two nothing That's not TV. a win for you. That's a win for two me. TV. Alex says Carroll 7. I have Carroll 12. He he fumbles the franchise quarterback. Three nothing TV. Mike okay. Zimmer gets you. You you would have driven him to the airport. He was so bad last year. You had him in nine. I had 14. Four nothing Kiva. They, they Sean, <laughs> Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott. I had him nine. You had him 16. I, give me that one. Give me that one. Five nothing. Five nothing. Okay. Yeah. Robert Sala. Wait, you skipped Flores. You skipped Flores. <laughs> oh, I did. I'm sorry. I'm. I, I actually missed him. I don't even know what to do with Flores. I guess you're gonna give yourself the win because he got fired. But yeah, yeah. Flores gets fired. Uh, the five. What is that? Five or six? No, because you can't five give yourself a win Kiva. for Tomlin. Rob, Akiva. Robert. The Steelers were Akiva. Robert what was Sal. it? Akiva. Every, what, Akiva. It, what was the, the listeners Steelers? Decide. What was the Steelers' win uh-huh. total last yeah. year in the preseason? Yeah. Um, eight and a half. Nine. I don't know. Okay. And the team won he, nine games. He worked magic with that team. Robert Sala How? won four games. Alex had him all the way at 18, Hold on. which is insane. I'd have a 24, seven, nothing. John Gruden. Okay. 
By the John, way, the yeah, John Gruden was going to win the Super Bowl with the Raiders. Uh, I mean, I I respect the firing, but wait, hold that on, was hold on. you're gonna give yourself a win stuff. for Gruden? Eight nothing, Akiva. Wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I will know, take a loss. Let I people will take a loss on Urban Meyer. Wait, hold on. Let people know what you're referencing here. I had Gruden at 26. You had him at 19. He yeah. was such a disaster. He got fired at midseason. No, he... he was not a disaster. He, I mean, he was a disaster person, maybe, but he was winning games, right? No, he wasn't. They did better once he left. They made the playoffs after. Like, how are you giving yourself? What was his record last year? Hold on. Okay, so just to be clear, three and two, 60 percent <laughs> winning percentage. That's pretty good. I hope okay. I hope your so, beloved Kevin. O'Connell. I want listeners to know what's going on here. Yeah. I the Steelers won nine games. I had Tomlin mm-hmm. as an above average coach, and Akeem was giving us yeah. a win because he said he was the fourth best coach in the league. They know they know what it looks like. Don Gruden got fired in one of the biggest scandals ever. Akiva yeah. was much higher than him than me. Akeem's giving well, us a win. Well, I I mean, I don't support the scandal. Anyway, I will take a loss on Urban Meyer having him 2028. 20, yeah, I, you had him way higher than me. So it's eight one. And I'll take a loss on Kingsbury. You know, 20, 27 for me was insane. Yeah. So that's that's eight to two. Mike McCarthy, item 21, you had him 30. I'm taking the win there. Wait, what? You can't wait. Hold on. By the same standard that you gave yourself, a, you can't give yourself a win on McCarthy and on Tomlin because they're the exact same thing in the flip of the coin. And no, their because, season ended. No, it's, it depends on the ranking. Most embarrassing thing ever. Right? Remember yes, how their no, season I'm, ended? Because they're off it. Like, he's the offense. Because the quarterback didn't listen to the coach. I agree. Yeah. All right, they hold on. Let's get to the next one. A guy who goes 12 and 5 let's get cannot to the next be one. the 30th best coach let's in the league. Let's get to the next that's one. That's like 11 to 2. Okay, TV. Zach Taylor, the second worst coach in the league, according not to Not great. It's he not great. He lost the Super Bowl. That's a win for me, says Keith. Now, no. I, 31, I will take the loss, but you only had him at 21. There is no prescience there from Alex. That's a 10 spot gap. Yeah, it's a 10 spot gap. That's why you get the W. And That's then Arthur Smith w. pulled magic out of nothing and won seven I, games. I will, I will give you Arthur Smith. Yeah, he won okay. seven games. Let's not let's not uh let's not crown him. Yeah, they yet. were in the playoff race entering uh week, week eighteen. Anyway, yeah, I'll take my trophy in the mail. I don't know how you got it. Good trophy night, everybody. Mail. All right, bye, bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.